Welcome. This is Money Heart, where we explore the emotional side of money. I'm Camille Diaz, and today we're discussing It's All in Your Hands. My guest is Anita Sweatman. She went from a shy, introverted, ordinary girl to CEO, national multi-gold award-winning beauty therapist, and massage therapist to the stars. Now, she is even a published author. Anita, welcome to Money Heart. Hi, Camille. Thanks for having me on your show today. Yes, you're so welcome, and I am so glad you're here. This is a fantastic story of you really choosing to change your life and then going out and doing it. <laughs> and sometimes we think that this kind of stuff happens overnight, um, but it never does. And so I would really love to hear kind of, kind of your transformation story. Walk us through it. Where did you start out in your career? Oh, my goodness. It was many, many years ago, um, back in 2003 was when it first started for me, when I got married. Um, it was about a month before and I'd had an accident at work um, where I fainted and hit my head. Um, and I had a nice big black eye. Oh my gosh. And I know it was a month before I was going to say my wedding vows and everyone was talking <gasps> about it. And But do you know what? It was the best thing that ever happened to me it really was a lot of people now think what what do you mean by that why do you think it's the best thing happened? you're about to get married and you have a black eye because it was a wake-up call it was a wake-up call because I was really stressed out in my corporate career um, I was working very very long hours um, and if I carried on doing what I was doing obviously I wouldn't make it to old age and I think the stress just took its toll on my body and my body just said no more and just went yeah. What was your corporate career? What were you doing? I was working in pharmacy. Okay. Yeah, um, I was a pharmacy technician and I was working with care homes at the time. Um, so we used to get all the medication ready for um, nursing homes, uh, mental disability and things like that. Mm -hmm. It was very, very challenging, very, very hard work, but also very, very rewarding as well. I did enjoy my career, but it was just way too much for me, really yeah. too much. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't really my calling to do pharmacy. I just sort of went into it at an early age because I've been working in pharmacy since I was about 18. And I'm quite proud to say I'm 49 now. I know not a lot of ladies don't like to say how old they are, but me, no, I embrace, embrace yeah. the age. So yeah. obviously I had my wake up call, obviously I was 30. Um, so quite a long time ago. But working in pharmacy from when I was about 18. Um, so from up to 30, it's a very, very long time in the same career. It is the long time in the same career and that it's a repetitive career. You know, you're, you're doing the same thing over and over. I could see how it's challenging, but it's not really new challenges. It's continuous, same challenge. So Absolutely. Yeah. yes, you feel quite trapped um, mm -hmm. in, to the moment you came out, it, you did feel like that's it. You're, you're stuck and if you couldn't wait to get out at the end of the day and it should never ever be like that when you're in a career that you that you love you know you should wake up in the morning bouncing out of bed and excited for what you're doing each day and then and there are so many people out there that some are like that and that are quite lucky and there are others obviously that aren't um and still feeling as yeah. i did so i want to reach out to all those people that you know you're not stuck where you are you can change your circumstances but it wasn't easy. It really wasn't. Right. And I love that point of you can change your circumstances. And, and that is a wonderful indicator. If you're 
waking up in the morning, ready to get going. If you're like me and you're sitting at your desk at night, working on a project going, okay, I really, dinner would be good. I like, I should do dinner, but I really want to do this. Like so excited to be at your work. Um, if that's not happening for you, let's figure out what we can do. What choice did you make? What, you know, so we've got the black eye, we've got the wedding coming up. We've got the black eye. I'm guessing probably some head trauma there with the fall and everything as well. So probably yeah. not feeling great. Mm-hmm. Then what happened? Yeah, because the day I got married, I still had a very tiny mark just there. No mm-hmm. one else could see it. I managed to conceal it very well, but I nice. did have a lot of head pain uh, on my on my head for probably a few years afterwards. And whenever I got a headache or I was tired, it was a reminder of that day when mm. I had my wake up call. But it was probably, I would say, a couple of years later when I first had a dream, a vision about changing my career to become a beauty therapist and having my own salon. But I was a pharmacy technician. I had no knowledge of running a business um, or even what a beauty therapist did either. So I just dismissed it. I wanted my life to change, but I was just too too comfortable, stuck in a rut. So I just ignored it. Mm-hmm. Um, You're not then- the only one who's done that, by the way. <laughs> many many people have you are you just plod along day by day and hope that your life is going to change but the only person that can change it is you and that obviously I found out the hard way I really did um so I had my dream about obviously becoming a technician um, a beauty therapist um but I needed to look into what it would entail so it took another two years Mm. Um, after that in 2005 so I had my accident in 2003 in 2005 um, I looked into what it was to go back to college school as a mature student um, that's the fancy word of saying you're not 18 when you go to college right I mature know. Student. and that was the scary part because when I was standing in line obviously with all the tutors and um, you know, you sort of stood there with amongst all the 17 year olds. I mean, bearing in mind, I was 32 years of age. I thought, what am I doing here? And I just froze on the spot and I just wanted to run away. I just didn't feel comfortable at all. I just, I just, no, I just can't do this. But something was pushing me towards the lecturers um, saying, no, no, you've come this far. You, you've got to do it. You've got to do it. And it was the best decision that I did. I'm so yeah. glad that I didn't run away because when I met my fellow students, some of them were older than I was. So it was like, well, what was I worried about? Um, it was, uh, yeah. <laughs> I love that insight of the whole time you're, you're getting ready to enroll and you're standing there and all you're seeing are these 17 and 18 year olds signing up for school. And you're like, oh my gosh, why am I even here? And then when you actually get into the class, it turns out there are plenty of people who are mature students and even older than you. And you go, oh, why was I panicking about this? It's not a big deal after all. And I think so many times we do that, we get it into our mind that it's going to be a big deal. And so we're all freaked out about doing whatever it is. And then we actually do it. We're like, oh, oh, that was nothing. That's right. Yeah. You sort of, you do dream up this sort of picture of how it's going to be. Um, But it's just fear of the unknown, really, because it's just something new. I mean, especially if you've not been to school or college for a long time, obviously, in your youth. And then as you get older, it becomes um, a little bit more difficult. But it's not. It's really not. And it's not as scary. And the the lecturers, the tutors, they're all really friendly, uh, really down to earth. And you're made to feel welcome. It was so different to being at school. (laughs) So different. So I was so glad. And I found that when I was back at school, 
um, because I was still working full time. Um, so I needed to find the time to do it. I needed to speak to my, my manager about it. Um, he was very, very good actually. And I was panicking about asking my boss if I could have time off to go to college. I only needed a, like a couple of hours, um, a couple of times a week, but he was, he was very, very supportive. So don't, don't even be scared if you're working full time um, and you wanna go back to school and you're worried about talking to your boss. They're all human beings, you know, they, they, you can talk to them and, and yeah. they'll support you. Cause at the end of the day, it's your life. You've only got one life and you have to do what, what makes you happy. Um, but I found when I went back to college that I didn't want to leave at the end of the evening. I'd worked all day. I'd been at college all evening and I loved being there so much. I just didn't want to leave. I found this newfound passion um, and it was just, yeah, um, I was there for a whole year um, studying my level two beauty therapy. Um, and then at the end of the year, I started developing stomach pains. My life was sort of hanging by a thread, the stress of my career, because I was working full time. I was at college two nights a week. I was studying and I was trying to keep my marriage together because my husband never saw me. It was really, really oh, tough. Gosh. I got through it. I did get through it. My life was, it was like as if I was hanging by a thread, but I did and I, I qualified with a distinction uh, for my diploma. Oh, congratulations. It's wonderful. <laughs> But then that was it. I got qualified. What was the next step? So I needed to right. look into, yeah. So you're qualified. Yeah. What do you do now? So um, obviously I looked at what I needed to do, obviously to set up my business. Um, I think that's a great point that you make. Of you know, people have the idea. I'll go back to school, hmm. and so they, they pick something and they want to learn, and they go back to school, and they get past that initial fear of going, and then they get through the difficulty of actually doing the work and showing up and taking the exams and all of that, and then we get the degree, and then we go, okay, I forgot to plan how I'm actually going to do the business, like because you're just so caught up in the school part. Now we got to plan. All right, so I'm going to have a business. How am I going to run that? How do I start it? Who, what do I do? Where do I set up? What like all of those pieces. I love that you're pointing out that, yeah, that was, that was the next challenge is how do I figure Absolutely. that piece out? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. when I was back at school, um, 15, 16 years of age, we did study uh, information technology, business studies back then, but I had no business degree at all. Right. And the best thing is you don't need a business degree to yes. your own business. Obviously, you don't. A, um, a corporation obviously with employees things like that then obviously that's a completely different um, uh, um, avenue but if you're working for yourself if you're self-employed um, it's, it's completely different so I just looked obviously at college we talked about how do, what do we do next to set up how do I start up and went through the steps on getting yourself out there um, so I had no money to start up. I'd saved my hard-earned money to pay for my college course. Um, and I think I probably had about £300 saved where I went to the wholesaler. So I bought myself some nail polishes and things like that, a, a couch, just the basics to start up with. Yeah. Uh, I had the bare minimum. Um, and then I got some business cards made up and I started putting leaflets through doors. And I was doing that for a couple of months. Um, nothing I didn't get anything oh gosh but yeah. scroll back just a little bit I finished my college degree obviously my college diploma in 2000 and 
six and then I went on to do further studying as well because I was doing different courses learning massage and things like that so by the time I fully qualified I think it was probably around 2009 but I didn't actually start up my business until 2012 because the little imposter syndrome inside me saying you can't you're not good enough you can't do this what makes you think that you can start up a business so sorry going back a little bit yeah Yeah. it took a few years before I actually uh, went and reduced my hours so that I could start up a business Mm part-time um but yeah I uh, put leaflets through the doors didn't get anything from it nothing and the um my inner voice was saying you're not good enough you can't do this no one wants you things like that yeah I had a couple of people that were coming to me. So I started practicing on friends and family, um, you know, building up my experience. Because I thought, well, maybe it's me. I haven't got the experience. So I thought, right, okay, I'll just start building up the experience. Uh-huh. Um, and then I started to get a couple more come and then they would tell their friends and it just sort of went on from that. But they would just come for a treat. It was like a one-off. And I thought, how oh. am I going to sustain a business with just one-off clients I, right. I need them to come back regularly yes um so see I um you know I would just just keep on I just got myself out there so it was a, a friend of mine she worked at the local school and she talked to me about would you like a table at our school fair you know you could get yourself out there yep. now me yep. being really shy and not liking to be around many people I was absolutely petrified I was like no 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 I can't do it, I can't do it. I thought, well it's either that or you stay stuck in your job so and you oh, yeah. <laughs> that's such a great way to look at it is just to go okay you can go back or you can go forward and there is once you make that leap there is no going back there's always forward um so there I was um I I, um psyched myself up I got my nail polishes I got my pretty table cover and I decided I was just going to promote my business and do sort of file and polishes making nails look pretty because I did manicures back then I don't do them anymore um and that's what I did and I gained a few clients from that event um, and then at that event was probably one of the best things that happened because I met the local vicar of our church. Uh-huh. Now, I'm not a church girl myself, but this lady, I really warmed to her. Um, and we got on to talking about doing a charity afternoon tea and pamper event for the uh-huh. community. And again, my imposter syndrome was like, oh, I can't do this. Oh, there's going to be lots of people there. <laughs> But we did, we uh, sat down, we discussed the event and cutting a long story short, it was a sellout. So many ladies came to the event. We, I think we raised about 500 pounds for um, Amasango School for Street Children in South Africa. That was a local charity that the vicar supported. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they were paying like five pounds, 10 pounds for cakes and tea and, yeah. and also we were charging about 10 pounds for treatments. And yeah, and I gained some more clients for that. I was starting to get myself out there more. You know, yeah. people were getting to know me and I did more events after that. And then I started building it up. Um, and then I took on a new massage treatment, uh, which was with Lava Shells, the world's first self-heating massage tool, which is an amazing treatment. It's a, a seamless heated massage of warmth. Um, when I saw it at a beauty show in London. Um, I'm a little sad that we live so far apart now and that I can't I come get one. You have to 
fly over and have one definitely fly over that's right yeah. it's only like a 12 hour flight or so so no oh, I need that. yeah maybe not maybe well by the time you I would have to switch planes so it would be a little bit far but I'm I'm in I'm, I'm ready that's yeah, wait a little while but you get there yeah. <laughs> and um yeah and I um I took on this treatment I couldn't afford to take it on but I saved up everything for my treatments and I just reinvested everything back into my business so that I could mm. get the best sort of products and treatments for my clients. So this treatment that I started um, to do, one of my clients had seen it on TV and she said, oh, I've been telling all my friends that Anita does this treatment. And she said how amazing it was. And that was when a light bulb exploded in my head. It was like, what if, you know, what if I could do celebrity work and start getting myself out there more so that people would want to book in for these treatments? But the imposter syndrome came in saying, celebrity work, come on, <laughs> you, you, you can't do this. No way, no way, no way. Anyway, cut a long story short, I filled in the application form when the manager was looking for therapists to do this. Took a deep breath, filled it out. Again, imposter syndrome kicked in. You can't do this. No, 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 they won't choose you. And then it was, why won't they choose me? What makes me any different to anybody else? Yes. You know, I mean, at this point, I was in my business where people were loving my massages. I was getting good reviews coming in. Um, I thought, no, I'm, I'm good at my craft. I can do this. Yes. So I applied for the position. But I stood there at the post box with my envelope, Oh, are you nervous to put it in the box? I was so nervous to put it in the post box. I was like, no, no, I can't do this. I can't do this. Oh, well, you carry on as you are then. You'll have to go back to your job. That's oh, yes. I love of- the way that you are. It is. <laughs> I love your self-talk. I love the way that you're like, can't do it, can't do it. Wait, wait, wait. You have to go back to the job if you don't do it. Okay, just do it. <laughs> like every time you're always remembering. <laughs> I've got to go back to the regular job. I don't like that. Okay, we'll do it. And then, oh, I, I'm not sure if I can do it. No, you got to go back to the regular job if you don't do it. Okay, we're doing it. <laughs> it's just so inspired to do it. Like your brain is in a whirlwind. You know, you've got all these thoughts going around in your head and they're all negative, telling you that you can't do it and saying that you're not good enough. Um, but I was telling myself, obviously, that yes, I can do it. I am good enough. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. I love that. Why not? Why not? They got to pick somebody. It could be me. So I forgot about it after that and went back to normal. And then there was another email that came through from the manager looking obviously for therapists thinking, no, I'm not going to get chosen. Or, And then I had another one come back saying, dear Anita, thank you for your, obviously for your, um, um, your letter. We'd like to invite you. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Oh. And I got invited to work alongside the team um, at a big um, event in Birmingham, obviously at Beauty Show, um, to see if they could we could work well alongside each other. Oh. So I was, well, you can imagine me, I was feeling sick to the pit of my stomach. I was so nervous. I couldn't sleep. But in the morning I got up, put my uniform on. It was Sunday morning, by the way. So everyone else was probably fast asleep by then. I was up quite early and put my uniform on, done my hair, done my makeup. I was pristine. I was ready. I looked myself into the mirror and said, you can do this. I managed to drive myself to the car park. And even in the car park, I was talking myself out of it. And I was going to go home. I thought, no, I can't go home. They're expecting me. They're expecting me. That's right. Can't let them down. 
you can't back out now. So I went and I spent the day with them and I started to relax. I forgot all about why I was there and just concentrated on being me, just being me. Yay. And at the end of the day, um, the manager came up to me and just said that she'd been observing me all day and she loved the way I worked and she wanted me to, she invited me to my first um, celebrity event, which was going to be in London. Um, and that was in 2014, yeah, 2014, two years after I set up my business. Um, and it was hosted by a major celebrity magazine. Now, fortunately, because of confidentiality, I can't say who I massaged or where it was, but it was probably, um, it was very glamorous. It was at Mayfair in London where we were, and it was a very, very glamorous um, nightclub event um, that we went to for their birthday celebrations for the company. And I massaged some pretty famous people. Some of them I hadn't heard of, obviously, before, but some I had. But I just decided that I was just going to treat them like my, like my clients, because they, at the end of the day, they're just like you and I, normal people. And that's what I found out when I was doing all these celebrity events, because I went on to do so many different celebrity events afterwards. Yeah. Um, and I found that they're just, they're just normal people, just like us. It's just a job that they do, but it's quite interesting seeing them switch for the camera. It's like they'll be talking to you one minute and then the next minute they just like put on this act and it's like, oh, wow, you know, it's quite fascinating to watch really. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I met some really, really lovely, amazing, amazing people on my journey. Yeah, I love yeah. that, how you, you, once you realize that they were just the same as your clients from the charity event and from the, the school event and things, they're just all regular people who have a different job that happens to make them really well known, mm -hmm. then it makes it so you go, well, I know what I'm doing, I know how to do this job, I can yeah. do this job for anybody now, and not have to be intimidated anymore, that's lovely. Mm. But I, even though I did quite a lot of events, the imposter syndrome did still kick in sometimes. Because, mm. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> excuse me, I was invited to do um, a pamper event in North London for the host of that major magazine. Oh, and lovely. The, her home, oh my goodness, I've never seen anything so glamorous. Mm -hmm. 9.1 million pound mansion in North London with massive gates with a big sign saying beware of the dog which was a cute little poodle by the way Oscar <laughs> syndrome kicked in saying oh my goodness no you can't do this you can't do this and then again why not yes you can yes you can but the event was really really quite hilarious actually and I think I made everyone relax because when I went into their spa area because we were doing the treatments in the spa area and oh I can't even begin to tell you how big this spa was it was humongous well I mean a house that has a spa area for treatments that's impressive in itself I never would have thought to build that into my house I know. Well, it's on the list. I tell you. Oh, yeah. definitely. It's got to be on your list. It was uh, it's on the list now. I put it on the list. This, it even had a lifeguard station. That was how, <laughs> how big it was. Wow. How big it was. But anyway, um, all I did was when I went in there, because it was quite hot, I just mm -hmm. put my hands up in the air and I just went, wow. And my wedding ring flew straight off of my hand. It went straight into her pool. <laughs> And I clambered down on my hands and knees into her pool. My trousers were sopping wet. 
trying to get my wedding ring and it made everyone laugh and the housekeeper said did you find it so yes I did <laughs> so we had some fun along the way too um so yeah um but it wasn't until 2012 yes because it's 10 years ago this November mm -hmm. um that I made the decision to leave my corporate career behind for good because I was working at this point I was working all day I was working all night and I was working the three days obviously in my therapy right um, obviously doing my treatments and my health my my health had taken its toll I've been through um different things um, but it was when I decided, you know, enough is enough. As I started in 2012 and then four years ago was when, sorry, four years ago was when I finally went full time in my business. Sorry, I do apologize. Uh, when I lost my brother, my brother died quite suddenly of a heart oh, defect. Oh, I'm so sorry. And that was, thank you. That was the major wake up call to say, right now you need to leave it behind for good. Cause I was still hanging on to my corporate career, like a little safety net, um, just in case it failed. But I knew that the only person who could make it a success was me. Mm -hmm. The only person that could make my business a success was me. So my brother had died. And then in the uh, summer, I, my health had taken its toll again. Um, I was getting chest pains, uh, which turned out to be anxiety. Um, and then I was at work one day when I had a pain come down the side of my face. It went all numb. Um, the doctors thought I was having a stroke. Luckily, oh luckily it was an optical migraine, but mm. it, that's what stress does to your body. Um, it's quite scary. And I was actually quite scared. Um, and as yeah. someone who works as a massage therapist, you know, you kind of are in the stress relief industry. There. I know, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I needed to start looking after myself. Mm -hmm. so when, my, when my brother passed on, it was like, you need to just look after yourself now. So I sat down with my husband and said, right, okay, so I'm going to be giving up a full-time career and I've got a part-time income, obviously from my therapy business. We've got a mortgage to pay. We've got bills to pay. He said, you'll figure it out. He said to me, you'll figure it out. I was like, okay, I'm sure I can. Yes, I can. I can yes, do it. Why not? Everybody else figures it out. I can figure it no. out. So in November, uh, 2000 and well, four years ago, 2000 and my brain's gone. Anyway, I just <laughs> love that level of support that he didn't even question. He just said, you'll figure it out. It's fine. Yeah, don't worry about it. You'll figure Did it out. You, yeah. So I needed to look at how I'd lost my, my full-time income. I needed to look at how I could make my part-time income full-time. Right. So what did I do? I got myself out there again. I took a deep breath, jumped back in, and I got myself out there on social media. I said, right, now I've increased my hours. I've left my pharmacy career. I can now do, 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 do. I was working Monday to Friday at this time. I had people contacted me who'd been like a couple of years, a few years before saying, oh, now I can come on my day off. Oh, now I can tell my friends that you're doing it. And that, they were, it was as if they were all waiting for me to leave. So yeah. part of me was thinking, why didn't I leave before? <laughs> <laughs> if they were waiting to make sure that you were serious and that you weren't just going to do this for six months and then go back to your pharmacy career before they committed and told all their friends. I think so. Mm -hmm. I think so, definitely. Um, so yeah, and literally within a month, by Christmas, I had doubled my income. So I had made my full-time income that I was in pharmacy and I continued to do that 
every single month. Even wow. in January and February, when most salons are quiet, not me, I was busy. I was packed out. People wanted things to look forward to. I was busy. Yeah. And I continued that way every single month um, until COVID struck. Right. Right. And that impacted your industry one of the most, I think you, you know, the, the personal services and the restaurants were probably some of the most impacted industries. Yeah. How did you, how did you fare? Well, obviously, cause yeah, cause I, I started full-time in November, 2018, and then it was end of March, April, 2019. So I completed my first full year, obviously year and a half of uh, full-time employment. Um, and then we went into lockdown and that was it closed down literally overnight. Yeah. nothing no income no help nothing so when I had my little bereavement process of my my business that I've worked so hard I've left my family career what what do I do now you know when the odds are against you you have a choice on what path to take so it was either okay so now you go back and get another job or you look at other ways of income so that you can keep your business alive and you survive the other end of it Right. And you, it, that must have been such a heartbreak for you, having held on to that safety job for mm. so many years, and then you finally let it go. And a year and a half later, you're like, oh, kind of wish I had that safety job. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. At yeah. the time, I did. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. Your income wouldn't have been going up and your business wouldn't have been exploding if you'd held on to it. Exactly. So things happen for a reason. I truly do believe that. But I'd had a dream after I'd gone through my bereavement process of losing my career, my my new, my business. Um, I had a dream about doing online skin consultations to my clients. Would it be possible? Because I'd literally invested, I think it must have been about a couple of grand, literally just before COVID struck into a new skincare line. And for my clients so I'd invested a lot of money in it and I'd literally just started it with some clients on board with it when we went into lockdown so luckily I had done it Um, but the company who I trained with it was if they'd had it in motion and they'd already set up online skin consultations and product sales um, and a whole line of continual professional development for us throughout lockdown so I was a student again back there every day with my laptop and and we were learning obviously how to do this and it was it worked it was successful I managed to um, have an income coming in from this it wasn't obviously what I was um, earning before because obviously I didn't have uh, clients coming in for treatments but it kept my head above water so that the bills were paid because my husband kept saying to me um, do you do you need any money from me and I said no 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 I'm fine I can do it I can do it I don't need you I can be quite stubborn look how but look how your your outlook had changed by this point because before you had a lot of, I'm not sure I can't do it I need safety net I need help and now you've switched to that don't you try to help me I've got this exactly. <laughs> that is fantastic no one's gonna get in my way I can do this yeah um and then one of my clients um who does network marketing she put up a post about looking for people to join her network marketing opportunity 
And okay, it was not something I really wanted to do. I had my career, mm-hmm. but it was like, oh yeah, I could do that online selling. I'm doing the online selling. This is what I'm training to do. I can do this as well. So I was selling fragrances and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I was selling them to my clients. And I, I actually got some new clients from this as well, which was really yeah. good. After, after we went back to normal, yeah, uh, which was really, really nice as well. Um, so that combined, yeah, I was keeping my head above water, paying the bills. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It's such, yeah. such a huge change in your story of how you went from so nervous and scared and feeling that imposter syndrome every time you took a step forward to yeah. finally stepping out into your own and having that confidence of going, no, I've got this, I can do this and whatever happens, I'll figure it out. So Absolutely. that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. There's so always four steps forward and probably five steps back so every time I went forward I was going back in but I was still moving closer so eventually it was three steps forward two steps back and then now where I am in my life it's three steps forward and no steps back so I'm always continually moving forward all the time that's so wonderful what are you most excited about right now oh my goodness well the, the thing I'm most excited about right now is that I would probably say 80% of my clients still come back to me regularly. So my business got back on track pretty quick. Um, I had such lovely, wonderful messages from all of them. You know, we miss you. And they cared for me as much as I cared for them, which was really, really nice. You know, we we struck up a real lovely relationship, Um, especially when you work for yourself. You know, you're in the driving seat. You're the boss. You're in control. The reputation is on you to to make it the best um, that it's going to be. Um, and I I feel really blessed that they've all come back but I have also got a lot of clients that circumstances have changed Um, some have moved away Um, obviously their financial circumstances have changed so obviously they haven't been able to come back and vice versa and people move on Um, so I'm quite proud that I've been able to sustain um, obviously that sounds like a really high number to me 80% of your people came back and stay with you regularly that's really um, seems excellent yeah, because the sad thing is, um, and I'm sure it is over in America as well, so many spas and salons had to close their doors for good. Yes. Some never recovered, and especially some that had just started um, probably just before COVID, um, they couldn't get any help. Yeah, um, It is very, very sad that the industry has had a real knock-on effect. Um, mm-hmm. Some of my friends now have said that, um, you know, they're really, really struggling with it. Um, so my heart goes out to them, really. Yes. But again, you just have to keep on getting yourself out there, getting yourself out there um, mm-hmm. and pulling them in, basically. Yeah. Giving the best of yourself, the best that you can possibly be um, and your passion. If it's something that you enjoy, obviously I'm talking from a beauty therapist, massage, celebrity yeah. massage point of view, your passion shines through. So you know if you're doing the right thing or not, if you're in the right career, no matter what it is that you go into. Um, as my friend says, not just for beauty therapists, my, my advice, it's for, for any type of career, what you're going to do. Yeah, it really is. Because if you love what you're doing, the people that come to work with you pick up on that and they want mm-hmm. to work with you because you're happy and excited and, and thrilled to be there. Whereas if you don't love what you're doing, people are kind of going to move away. They'll find somebody who is excited about that so they can have that Absolutely. positive experience. Yeah, because yeah. they can tell as soon as they walk through the door, you get that atmosphere, don't you? Every um, time. to feel welcome or they're not. Or not so much, yes. Do you have a, a book coming out soon? 
I do. That's the other thing I'm really excited about as well is that I have already um, released my book, which is my heart-led story, which a lot of it talks about what I've been through today. Um, it's a memoir. Um, there's a lot of lovely, memorable quotes in there as well. And it talks a lot about my, my feelings along my journey as well. It talks about how I set up my business, how I went back to college um, when I started massaging celebrities. Um, and it also talks about how I managed to fight through COVID and come back out fighting the other way. Um, yeah, it's, it's also quite um, heart-wrenching as well, because I do talk about, obviously, bereavements in there. Um, but all it is is just points in my life that have got me to where I am today. So there's quite a lot that I've left out of it. Um, and it also talks about the most important part how I came to become an author as well because it was in the last lockdown that we had last Easter last 8 of 21 when we were off again for four months um because obviously I'd had a really good Christmas period we were back to normal for Christmas and then our government decided nope we're in lockdown again for the new year oh. So my life was hanging in the balance. It's like, well, am I going to go back to work again? What's going to happen? Nobody knew really, did we? Um, and that was when I watched um, The Secret on Netflix, uh, which is all about the, the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. And it made me realize that I had been using the law of attraction for so many years. Everything that was happening to me, I had attracted without even realizing it into my life even this uh, lovely Zoom we're doing today. Somehow I led to the lovely Camille and we're doing this wonderful uh, recording yes. together. And everyone is attracted to your life for a reason. And, and yeah, and I thought, you know what, I need to tell people about my story mm -hmm. because even though we were locked down, I was, it made me realize that I was living my dream, my dream that I envisioned all those years ago subconsciously I built it up I built up a full-time income which mm -hmm. was successful and even now I'm just still so busy and I need to tell people what I did what I went through right. so my book was published in February this year No Ordinary Girl which is available on Amazon and also most major online bookstores around the world obviously I know that Barnes and Noble is quite big in America so you it can is. find Barnes and Noble online yeah. so I was really really excited about that but also I have um, collaborated with 15 other authors. So we've got a, a book which is coming out in October this year. It's been launched in line with Nash, um, International Mental Health um, Week as well, which is called Beautifully Broken. It's a collection of authors, um, memoirs, um, just to help people. So that's really exciting. Some more news obviously will follow um, yeah. out. Yeah. I and love all your inspirational stories. This is fantastic. And from going from a pharmacy technician to a beauty therapist and massaging celebrities, and now I've become an author, I'm now actually writing my first novel, oh. um, which I'm a quarter of the way through at the moment. It's quite, it's quite um, surreal how I came onto my path of being an author, because when I was 22 years of age, I was in between careers and um, before I started my, I was in one pharmacy job before I went to this one that I was in, I've been the longest. And I went to the job center and I don't know if you have them over there and you have to key into the computer or your interests, what you love to do and things yes. like that. Uh -huh. Anyway, it kept coming up saying librarian. Uh -huh. And I'm thinking, why? 
why does it keep coming up saying librarian? Why do I want to be a librarian? And it didn't even trigger back then. Nowhere on the line did it come beauty therapist. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, nowhere on the line did it come pharmacy technician. That's the sort of a world I was in. I was just plodding along and I just worked my way up in a career, in a corporate career. Um, but now I'm a published author, um, second obviously uh, collaboration book, and now third book. Third book on the way. That is so wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing your story today. This has been Thank really you. great. I hope I can inspire, you know, no matter where you've been, where you've come from, your degrees, anything, you can do. You just got to believe in yourself and look at what it entails to get you there. Yes. And that's the most oh, important thing. It is. It really is. If you just believe in yourself, it is all up to you. You can totally do pretty much whatever you want. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. If you want to get in touch with Anita or pick up one of her books, you can get that info on her website, anitasweatman.com. And of course, we'll have links to her site and the books and all of her social media. Um, She's on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, all that. We'll put all of those things in the show notes to make it super simple for you to find her and get her book, Uh, No Ordinary Girl, and then the collaboration. And then I'm excited about that novel. What genre are you writing it? Oh, it's a fantasy thriller. Ooh, fantasy. Th- okay. Yep. Sounds good. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> sounds great. Thank you as well to all of our listeners and viewers. I'm your host, Camille Diaz. I'm a business optimization coach, financial educator, author, and speaker. You can contact me and find out what I'm up to through my website, CamilleDiaz.com, and follow me on social media at Cam Unfiltered. Be sure to follow Money Heart at Money Heart Show, and our website is MoneyHeartShow.com. So Anita, would you like to share the money mantra that you've provided us with for today? Oh, yes. I effortlessly attract money and circumstances into my life. I love that. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me on your show today. It's been a real pleasure. I really enjoyed it. It certainly has. Me too.